I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. The fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio available on demand wherever you want to hear this audio content. You hear it on the iHeart app, wherever you get your podcast. We already found the podcast, so we don't need to promote the fact that the podcast is available just about everywhere. Just about everywhere. We do not need to do that. And on this Sunday podcast, we have the mailbag, Danny G. And in addition to that, we have what? We have a surprise, a surprise at the beginning. And I realize we should probably get at some point to backscratcher. We didn't oh, do that. Yeah. We didn't do that on Saturday. That's a bad job by us. We did not do backscratcher on Saturday. Shame on us, but we begin with a programming update, a very important programming update for the radio show. So this is Sunday, and normally on Sunday night, I go into the studio and I do the show. Sunday through Thursday on the West Coast, Monday through Friday on the East Coast. But this week, different than most weeks, I will not be going through the motions, I will not be heading to the salt mine because I am headed to the Big Apple, Danny G. Headed to the Big Apple. I had mentioned in a previous episode of the podcast that I was supposed to go to New York and then the trip got canceled because of my uh, unexpected electrical bill for an electrical panel from hell. And 
I had this whole in my in my head. I had this great vision. I was going to go to to New York, and then I was going to go up to Maine and hang out with the fans in Maine. We're going to have a Mallard meet and greet. It was going to be great. And then I got this massive bill, so I wasn't going to go. And then I had some conversations with my brother, who lives in New York, Danny, and he was able to convince me this is a very important thing that I need to be there. And so when somebody tells you you have to be there. You show up, right? You show yeah. up for family. And and my brother brings up a great point because this is my my niece graduated from high school and there's a big family party. And so my I got family on the East Coast and they'll be there and some other relatives and some people who are total strangers who have no idea who they are will be there. And so we are making the pilgrimage to New York. I've not been to New York in several years and i used to go there regularly like every couple of years but with covid trying to think the last time i went it probably was five years ago so it's been been a bit of a stretch for me because i usually go every couple years and i cannot wait because it's the east coast version of los angeles danny it's it's homeless it's crime it's all that sweet music to our ears yeah, I'll have a good time. I don't know whether I'm going to go to a Yankee or a Mets game or any of that. I have no idea. Although I did look. If I buy tickets to the Mets game, the Mets are so shitty on the secondary market, you can get tickets for like six bucks on the secondary market to a Mets wow. game. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so are you going to broadcast from New York? Well, no, I, I wanted to, but the, I don't know why the company lately has not, uh, they've not encouraged me to do remote broadcast. I, I would have loved to have done, I've done the show from New York in the past. I did it from the iHeart building in lower Manhattan, which blew me away, by the way, when I did the show from the iHeart building in lower Manhattan and I got out of there at six in the morning and it was a ghost town. I thought I was in the twilight zone. I'm like, in the, I'm in Manhattan, man. What the hell? There was nobody around. There were some people, sanitation guys, who were cleaning up trash. And then I, I walked by the NYPD bureau, and they had their, they were changing shifts, so they were all out in front of the the police, uh, the police station, like going over their, you know, protocol for the day. But that was it. I didn't see anybody else. I swear that was that was crazy. But no, I'm not broadcasting. Unfortunately, from New York. This week, I will be. The show will be dark. I mean, the show will be on. I will. Show is always dark, but I will not be there. Oh. And, and uh, it's also an act of chivalry, Danny, because my wife, of course, going with me. And this week is her birthday week, and you know when it's your birthday week, you know, oh, it's a, yeah. that's a big time. That's a big birthday week is a big effing deal. Yeah, and there's some females that even do a whole birthday month. Oh, well, there's that too. Yeah, there's, but the week in particular, I mean, that is when the spark really takes place right there. And if I were to work and not go on the trip and all that, I'd be a slime ball. And I don't want to be a slime ball, Dan. How dare you make some money to spoil the person on their birthday month and week? Exactly. An hour. No, I love doing the show remotely. I don't mind doing it remotely. I like going to different radio stations. I've already been the one in New York and all that. That is the cool thing about the iHeart building in New York. They have the the cluster of New York stations. Maybe they've moved since I was there. But they have the brains of the iHeart app that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. And it's got all these supercomputers. It was really cool. It's like, like the size of a football field in my head. It's probably not that big. But in my head, it was the size of a football field. And it's just all these servers. 
that keep the audio content going on the different iHeart streams and the podcasts and all that. And that's where they're headquartered, or at least they were headquartered there back last time I was was in the city. Oh, that's very cool. And when do you return? Uh, so I, I will be back this coming weekend. But we will have podcasts, though, next next week. So I want you to know we'll still have the podcast, and I'll post something on Facebook, and all the responses will be, hey, why aren't you here, numb nuts? What's yeah. wrong with you, fat boy? Entertain me. Uh, yeah. be- How dare you do the podcast, but you're not on the live show. Yeah, exactly. For fuck's sake, what's wrong with you? You know, that whole thing. So I know that's coming, but we will have brand new original podcast next weekend. Just the radio show will not be on. And so that is what we have to look forward to or maybe not to look forward to this week. But I'm sure there'll be great people. I don't even know who's filling in. They don't tell me these things. I have no control over it. I'm sure there'll be wonderful people. And you people will send nasty messages to me about the people that fill in, which always happens. And uh, so that's just the way it is. Suck it up, buttercup. Deal with it. Go to hell, Bill Miller. All right. Now. The mailbag. That means Ohio. Ow. It's in the bag. mailbag. And these are actual questions by actual listeners. Thank you, Ohio Al. You can. Send your question right now. You don't have to wait for me to post something. If you already have a question you want to ask, you're curious about something, whether it's about the show, about life, about anything, you can send questions care of realfifthhour at gmail.com. That's realfifthhour, realfifthhour at gmail.com. And you can check that out. The Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. We post usually on Tuesdays, although this week God only knows when I'll post to ask for questions. I don't know. Hopefully I'll remember, but uh, check that out. First one comes from Cliff in Nashville. And he says, hey, guys, my wife is fasting, but when I'm frying bacon, she can't resist the temptation. I know you don't eat bacon, but is there something your wife cooks that leads you into temptation? Yes. I love food, Cliff. I can't get enough. I love it. I love the smell of it. I love the taste of it. I want to eat it all. But I have worked up my self-discipline where I'm I'm good. I have not fallen off the fasting wagon. Let me let me I'm going to the app, Danny. I'm going to the app right now. Hold on a sec. Because I'm streaking, man. We're going streaking, man. We're going streaking. Hang on. I'm gonna tweet this out on the Fox Sports Radio account. Yeah, this is big. So I, as of this moment, have gone. 946 consecutive days fasting. What? 946 consecutive days. How are you still alive? <laughs> I'm not. I actually I actually passed away a couple of years ago. So, uh so yeah, that's uh, you know, that's closing in. I got to get to 1095 days and that'll be 3 full years. So I have another what is that? A hundred and something days to go. And then I'll be at three full years, but, but three full years, but I can't stop then. I, I, I can't. Cause if I miss one day, I go back to zero. You know how upsetting that would be to me, Danny. 
after I built this big streak up. So I have to do this the rest of my life. I mean, what counts as a day of fasting? Yeah, so f- the minimum fast is 16 hours, but I usually, right now I'm averaging 21 and a half hours between meals. How do you do that? So what I do during the week is I usually skip one day and then I fast. I fast like, uh, you know, 20, 23 to 22 hours a couple of days. On the weekends, I'll do like the bare minimum. I'll do like 16 hours. I feel like I'm cheating on the weekends when I do the 16 hours. I want a camel. Yeah, I'm, you know, that's my Michigan. So to answer your question, Cliff, that was like a humble brag by me. Uh, I There are plenty of things my wife makes. There, there have been days I've been fasting, and there's all kinds of delicious Mexican food being made in the house or baked goods, and I can't eat any of it. So there is that. Bacon is a tough one to get past. Just the way it makes the whole house smell delicious. And if you get that crispy bacon that snaps in two, oh, man. That's that's heaven right there. Yeah, there's so many foods like that, like French fries, uh, you, you name it. I mean, the things, things you make are just just great. Uh, Terry in England writes in on the mailbag. He says, Ben, how did you start at WEEI? You were obviously at FSR at the time. How uh, So how did that come about? I used to listen to both shows. I know why the show ended, but how did the hiring process work? That's from Terry in England. So Terry, the way it worked is that the program director of WEI was someone that I had known had actually briefly popped in at Fox sports radio. We had a pass together. He was a fan of my show, the overnight show. And I originally, when at that time, the, the second time I had been on WEI before I filled in for Mikey Adams, who we've had on the podcast uh, I filled in for him many, many years ago, but they brought me back and I was auditioning. They flew me back to Boston for a couple of days. I auditioned on the morning show. I was, I was up for the morning show on WEI and it wasn't really a good fit because I would have been like, uh, like a third wheel and I didn't really want to do that. I kind of like doing my own thing and you know I didn't really want to be that guy. And so I didn't think it was a great fit. You but don't they, play well with others. Well, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> But they they were they were very nice and they they liked my work and they said hey would you be willing to do some stuff remotely we have an opening at night we've got kind of a rotating group of people at night is that something that you would be interested in and I said hell yeah absolutely I would love to be you know be part of that and so I did it for a while we had a lot yeah. of fun. the show did pretty well I and- remember listening and a lot of your FSR live listeners would support you on that station as you talked about Boston hockey. Yeah, well, I didn't do too much of that, but it was the funniest was I I, I did the late night show at EEI, and part of that show, the Red Sox covered up the show a lot. So they didn't need somebody full time because they had the Red Sox. And those back that was back before the pitch clock when the games would go five hours and Red Sox games would go on forever. So the first hour I I did this show called Red Sox Review, which was the like in L.A. We have Dodger talk. Yes. But in Boston, it's called Red Sox Review. So I would come on from the Maller Mansion 
in Southern California doing the Red Sox review post-game talk show, and there'd be people leaving Fenway Park that would be calling me up to talk about the Red Sox game that night. And this is back in 2017 and 2018. So it was uh, like spanned a couple of years. And that actually won the World Series in 2018. They were cheating against my Dodgers in the World Series. But anyway, so um, so I did that and I did the show. And it it ended, for those that don't know the backstory in that, the reason I had to stop working at WEI remotely is because the overnight show got picked up by the Sports Hub, which is the rival station of WEEI, and we have been on the Sports Hub for the last five years, which is great. That is the number one sports station ratings-wise in the entire country, and that is an absolute flamethrower, Danny, in terms of audience reach. And I'm very lucky that first hour, which is the last hour for us, but it's like the early morning drive hour, absolutely kill it in Boston. Number one. There you go, Terry. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Joshua writes in, he says, uh, Slim Maller, and Danny G, hey, Maller, how come the Jason Smith show has so many new and different imaging features, but the Maller show can't even afford to change the imaging of lame jokes with an S on the end of it? I'm outraged, says Joshua. <laughs> well, there's several reasons for that. I know you're just trying to, to, to get under my skin, and it's working. It's absolutely working. Get that out of the way, you big dummy. Uh, but, but no, I mean, usually what happens, I, I don't know all the inner workings, but typically the producer has to request new imaging. Uh, I think Coop is very satisfied with the imaging. Uh, apparently doesn't doesn't want new stuff. I think he's okay with it. And uh, and that's just, the, I, that's my interpretation. I don't think we've gotten any new imaging since you were on the show, Danny, I think I think everything is the same. I think it's all. I maybe I'm wrong on that, but I don't recall. I definitely typed up some imaging for your show and sent it into Vito when I was there. I don't know what happened after me, but um, yeah, we had we tried a couple of new games when I was on your program. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's not true. There is one. There is one new thing. We had Maller Militia feud, which came after you. Yeah, that's right. So, all right, there is one new piece. Yeah. So, Coop did send something in. That's right. Loop, and that's my man. But I, I don't know what's going on on the, the Jason Smith show and all that. I mean, those are nice guys. I see them at work, but when I'm when I'm coming in, we're like ships passing the night. They're leaving. Whenever Jason Smith is rocking the sleeveless shirts, <laughs> does, it, does it make you want to wear your muscle shirt to work? I want to come in my banana hammock to work. That's what I want to do. I love Jay. Jason is so laid back, man. And they they now record all these monologues. So I'm always like, I got to look somewhat decent. You know, I can't be a total slob because I'm on camera, even though it's radio. I'm on camera. You know, it's going to be on the Internet. The Internet's forever. You know, it's all this crap's going through my head. I wish I could be like Jason. Jason doesn't give a shit. Uh, Jason just wears whatever he wants to wear. And is he's dressed for comfort. Yeah. And I give him credit. I'm not. I, I wear certain things that I'm not really comfortable in because I think they look somewhat better and hide some of my ugliness. So, yeah. Jason, he loves the the shirts. Those are like 1980s style. What do you think? Old school? Yeah, I wear those when I clean out the garage. Well, you, you go out there when you're trying to show the guns off, right? You wear those? Yeah. When yeah. the neighbors pass by the garage, I just slowly lift the gun show up. <laughs> more like a bb gun show right now uh, uh nick in wisconsin says hey ben and danny g nick popped up at the maller meet and greet great to meet nick back in the day uh, he says ben and danny with that guy messing his shoulder up on the price is right which game uh would you rather be on the price is right or wheel of fortune and mm. Any other game shows that uh, would be your favorite, Nick says. So I loved Price is Right when I was 
a kid and I would skip school because I was a miscreant. And I would stay home. And my mom says, you can't leave the house. You're going to stay home. And then I'd find I, when she was doing something else, I would flip on daytime TV. And it was these crappy soap operas. But they had in the morning, they had the price was right. And I was all about it, man. And then I actually met Bob Barker years later at a college radio conference. I'll have to tell that story sometime. I've, I've told it in the past, but I haven't told it in a while. But anyway, I, I would love to be on the prices, right? I think it'd be great. You know, the, the game that I loved also, deal or no deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, well, Monty Hall, I think, hosted it. Deal or no deal. And what's behind door number three? Yeah. I had a girlfriend back in the day drag me to a taping of that and it's for my birthday i did not want to go i did not want to sit there dressed up so what i did i put on my entire tupac costume smoke weed every day so i was tupac in the audience of deal or no deal the new version of it of course and uh they're i guess they're racist because they didn't pick me (laughs) did they they say, what, what What? are you doing? Are you going Jimmy Kimmel as Carl Malone? What are you doing here? How dare you? Racist. You know the ones they're going to pick because when you're in line and they're interviewing you on their video camera really quick before they let you in, there's all these people with all this fake energy doing somersaults and dancing for the camera like a chicken on an open flame. And then they get to me and I'm like, hey, what up? I'm Tupac. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, go in. We're not picking you. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being here. Get get your ass in there. We're not picking you, buddy. Another show that I love, and I actually quote this show on the Overnight Show, Press Your Luck. Do you ever watch Press Your Luck? It's uh, no whammy, no whammy, big money, big money. Oh, Stop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As a little kid, my grandmother would watch that. And so, yeah, secondhand, I watched it. Yeah, I I loved it because it had the cartoon characters, and I was a little—you know—I was a kid too. We we're around the same age, and I would watch it, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty yeah, cool." Yosemite Sam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I was like, "This is neat, man." And there was another sh- another game show, and I forget the name of it, but it it was like you would peel back like pictures on a board, and then you had there was like a cartoon drawing, and you just say what the, what the cartoon drawing meant. Yeah, wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't remember the name. Let's look up. Let's see. That was probably. Let's look up old. You just by saying that though, you made me think of the game that's on the prices right, where you punch, pull out the amount of money. Oh that's yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's old school game shows. Oh, here's American Gladiators. Remember that? Oh, of course. Classic back in the old school days. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, double talk. No, not that. Face the music. The newlywed game. No. Mind readers, matchmakers. I don't remember. I'll have to, to see if I can have it pop into my brain at some point here. Anyway, uh, I would rather be on Price is Right or Press Your Luck or you know, a Family Feud would be fun too. That would be fun. Yeah, of course, because Steve Harvey, he's, he's one of your mentors. Legend. He liked the Mallermobile back in the day. Yeah. He's a fan of it. Yeah. Allegedly. No, he was. I He and his security guard walked by, and then they liked it. Uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, well, Password we play on our show. 
I don't see the name. If I see the name, I would know right away. All right. Yeah, let's move on here. What do we have uh, next up on the uh, the mailbag? Jay Bone from Portland, Maine. Jay Bone? We've gotten this question before, but we'll answer it again, see if our answers have changed. Jay Bone in Portland, Maine says, if you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? He says, you also are taking a crazy vitamin for all of the health shit, so that doesn't matter, but you can only eat one meal forever. And he says, go Bills, from J-Bone in Portland, Maine. So I will give my answer, Danny. It is a food that is versatile. It is a food that can cover the full spectrum of food. Pizza. Pizza. Pizza, yeah, because you can get a cheesesteak pizza, you can get a Mexican-style pizza, you can get any kind of topping you want from another food you can get if you choose to go down that direction. That's cheating a little bit, but... That's not cheating. Yeah, that's that's cheating. in the rule. It's one food. Pizza's a food. Don't try to... Don't try to say you're just like one restaurant. Is there a restaurant... That are makes you, all those different kinds of pizzas. Are you accusing me of cheating at the mailbag? Is that what you're choosing? You're accusing me of cheating at the freaking mailbag. <laughs> it's almost like Eddie Garcia is a guest this week on the mailbag. How about shut up? Well, I know Eddie does bend the rules quite a bit there and then claims that he's not bending the rules, but that's a different conversation, a different conversation. So uh, I'd go pizza. What would you go there, Danny? I'll just pick one restaurant. It's been our go-to lately for big events, like after a graduation or something like that. Firestone Grill. That's your spot. That's your That's jam. The spot because yeah. they have the tri-tip, a great salad. They have all the sides you can imagine, and their bread and their pizza is good. And they have these breadsticks, these garlic Parmesan breadsticks, Ben. Oh, my God. I don't know how they do it, but they are crispy on the outside super soft on the inside, and then you dip it into their barbecue sauce. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it is wonderful. You could also go like a deli. Some of those big delis, like Cantor's Deli, has a, a menu that goes on, or Cheesecake Factory, the massive menus. You know. Those oh, things. yes. I like their menu for sure. Yeah. It's got like 10 pages advertising. It's like a program at a stadium when they used to have those. Next up is Chakar John from Redmond, Oregon. He writes in. He says, I was surprised and happy, Ben, to hear you with Zabe. I've been a fan of his for many, many moons going way back. Who? The great Steve Zabin. How dare you? Uh, Going uh, former FSR morning host. Never heard of him. To the hiccups. The statement that upside down doesn't work is bullshit. Uh, back in my uh, heavy beer consumption days, uh, I would get the hiccups while tossing down the bruise rapidly, standing on my head, not athletic enough to stand on my hands against the wall would cure the hiccups every time. If I was too inebriated, I would bend over the back of a high back couch with my head on the floor and sometimes that would work yeah Man. And, then, and then i would choke on my own vomit <laughs> yes then i would i would pass out uh, from all the blood rising to my head and then i would need a body bag he says i hope that someday your taste buds will mature 
and you will appreciate the fine taste of the devil's blood ranch dressing. Well, John, I think I'm oh, good, man. Good, man. I'm past that age, and I am strong in the anti-Devil's Blood uh, camp, and it was wonderful to be on the Zabecast. My second appearance, Danny, on the Zabecast. You've made it. The great Steve Zabin, morning man in Milwaukee, and also a longtime radio personality in Washington, D.C., former FSR guy. And I love Zabe. I'm a big fan because – he was very nice to me when he worked at Fox Sports Radio. He didn't have to be nice to me because he was the big morning guy. I was the weekend fill-in guy. But also the fact that he's a radio guy. He's one of us, Danny. He's not some you know former TV highfalutin dude or comic or jock. He's a guy like us. He's a radio artisan is what he is. He's blue collar. Yeah, I liked it. That's, those are my guys, radio people. That's what we got. And by the way, I had a tremendous ranch dressing last night with a pepperoni pizza from Amazon Fresh. And I cut the cut the pizza up into slices and dipped it just slightly into the ranch. It was wonderful. And you'll be going to hell for that. You'll be hanging out with the devil because you're drinking the devil's blood and the devil does not like that. Bad job by you. Uh, next up on the mailbag, John in Tacoma writes in says, Ben and Danny G, I just listened to your latest podcast. The topic of UFO, aliens, and extraterrestrials was discussed. My question to the both of you, John says, do you believe these aliens are from outer space or are they demonic beings from the underworld? Well, my mom did teach us that there were angels that were kicked out of heaven because they were bad angels. And what do they do with their free time? Duh. They torment humans on Earth. So there could be uh, a, a segment of bad angels that are, you know, down here causing a ruckus. But I still think there's also life, another life form. We're not alone. Definitely. I like I watched Men in Black, the original uh, Men in Black one. That was a documentary. It was. Because yeah. go back and watch, if you, you probably haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch Men in Black 1 and it's exactly what's happening right now with all our UFO discussions. Yeah, it was it was a movie that was based on real life events. They went back in time. Do you remember the New York Mets outfielder that was in Men in Black at Shea Stadium? No. Bernard Gilkey. Oh, okay. They showed Bernard Gilkey who used to be a big league player. I remember more for the Cardinals and the Mets, but they showed him in the movie. So there's a, a fun fact. That would be quite the plot twist. You talk about a surprise if the government says, these are not aliens from outer space. These creatures live in the middle of the hollow earth. Surprise! Then <laughs> <laughs> they leave from a portal a demonic portal in the ocean. And that's why they fly out of the ocean and they've got these powers, right? These unbelievable powers and they swirl around like a cauldron. And uh, yes, it's this dystopian hellhole uh, that uh, is right in the middle of the earth. And then he wakes up, but uh, that, that would be the next, as we said last week, that'll be the next big pandemic. 
<laughs> the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greg in West St. Paul, beautiful St. Paul. I, I really liked my time in the Twin Cities. That's a beautiful place. Of course, I was not there in the winter. I was there when the weather was perfect. There were no mosquitoes. There was no snow. There was no sun. There was nothing. It was just perfect weather. Uh, Greg says, I have a problem. Oh, he's, he's a sporto question, Danny. He says, I have a problem with the way baseball is played and scored. If a pitcher comes up in the top of the ninth, and his team is up by one run, and he gives up two runs. In the bottom of the ninth, his team scores two runs and wins. Why is he given the victory when he blew the save? So he's upset with the the save rule and how they award wins and all that. Well, the good news is that the win 
no longer matters, Greg, that the nerds have eliminated the value of the win. But it is one of those weird things. And when I was a young guy starting out in the media, I actually met one of the people that was responsible for the save rule. He was a buddy of mine. He hosted a radio show in L.A., this guy named Irv Kays. Do you know who that is? Probably not. No. Yeah, Irv Kays was a PR guy, and it was an executive for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He also worked for the Yankees and the Raiders and all this stuff, and really good guy. He he helped me out. I was a teenager when I started in radio, and he kind of showed me some of the ropes. He actually got me an interview with Ken Griffey Jr. when Griffey was the biggest star in baseball with the Mariners. Remember how big a deal Griffey was back in the day? Like the biggest oh. Michael Jordan of baseball. And I got a one-on-one with Griffey because Irv Kays was friends with his dad when he when he was the Yankee PR guy, Ken Griffey oh. Sr. And which is ironic because Ken Griffey Jr. hated the hated the Yankees. Right. He couldn't stand the Yankees because they fucked over his dad. Uh, so Irv Kays was was one of three executives. There was a guy from the Cardinals and a guy from the Dodgers, and they created the save save rule in baseball. They came up with the rule, which is really you know I love Irv, but like you, we saw a pitcher I think last week that got a save, Danny, and it was like a ten run game, and he came in and pitched three innings and and all but it, this became an official rule back in the 19 I think 1969 the end of the 60s it became an official rule but anyway I I get I got sidetracked I just want to tell my Irv K story that's all I got you know that's it well back to the original question who sent that in uh that was from Greg in West St. Paul Greg just become part of the press go to the auxiliary press box in Anaheim watch all the games from there you'll never see that play happen yeah, you will not see anything. You will look at the foul pole, and then if you look off to your right, again, you will see the pearly gates. It's right there. You have a front row seat to the pearly gates. Yep. Absolutely. Irv passed away years ago. I wonder how he feels about all these guys that get into the Hall of Fame because of a rule that he created. There's a bunch of Hall of Fame clothes. Mariano Rivera, the all-time leader in saves. The only guy, I think he's still the only guy to be a unanimous Hall of Fame uh, guy, right? I think he is. He yeah. was the first, first to do it. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Rick from Parts Unknown. For both you guys, he says, do you guys listen to FSR on your off time? Yeah, so I don't listen all that much. I will flip around to see, you know, sometimes, occasionally. But the main reason I don't is not that I don't think the people are great because I think they're wonderful. No, uh, that's a that sounds like a corporate answer. Well, the main reason is I don't want to steal someone else's material. I want to do my own. I totally understand that because that stuff gets in your head. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You could repeat some of it back later without even thinking about it because you heard it somewhere. A lot of times you'll be like, who did I hear say this? Somebody said that you're right. Sometimes it's better to just not listen to any of it. Yeah. It's, it gets in your subconscious, right? It gets in your subconscious and then you start, you start repeating it, and like, uh, I, I think I'm good. I think I, I'm okay. When there is breaking news, though, I like to hear how the show that's on the air reacts to it. So that is a time where I will open up my iHeartMedia app and listen to our network. I just want to see 
what the reaction is of the guys that are on the air. Yeah, no, I, I, that is true. When there's breaking sports news, it's kind of cool to hear in real time. If there's a big the, – the Super Bowl ends or there's controversy in a game or something like that, that's kind of cool to tune in and hear uh, what's going on. So I don't I don't listen all that much, but uh, it's not because I don't think uh, – I, I wouldn't enjoy the shows or anything like that. I just want to stay in, stay in your lane, as LeVar Ball says, the great poet laureate, LeVar Ball. Fred! A regular emailer from Spring, Texas says, uh, hi, guys. Do you have a favorite DVD? How about that? A DVD that you like to rewatch now and then. <laughs> uh, Fred, I love it. I love that you're, you got your DVDs and all that. No, I, I don't remember the last time I watched a DVD. It's, uh, my wife has 17,000 streaming services, so... <laughs> We have pretty much anything we want on demand at any given time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I watched a DVD. I, I think the last DVD I, I love, my favorite movie is Goodfellas. So it was probably Goodfellas or a classic sports movie like Major League, something like that. But I don't remember. I have no idea. The last DVD I purchased back in the day, was the trilogy of the Godfather? Oh, that's, that's yeah, cool. never even took the third one out of the thing. But one and two got played so much that the second one got lost. So when you open up the trilogy pack, it's one and three in there right now. It's not personal; it's strictly business, Danny. That's yeah. it. It's right there. And uh, I remember the the, uh, the leave the gun, take the cannoli. I remember that. That was the oh, uh, yeah. line there. Horse's head in the bed. One yeah. of the best, one of the best scenes in cinematic history. That movies, you know, those movies are old, and it's still to this day. We use lines in pop culture. There are still lines. There's these punks on TikTok who have no idea what the Godfather movies were, and they still use those lines. Do you know for the anniversary last year they played the movie at all the AMC theaters, and I took my lovely wife there to see it. For her first time, she saw it on the big screen, the way it was meant to be seen. Did you tell her, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse? Yep. And for her, that's a slurpee, a slushy during the movie. Cherry and Coke swirled together. Solid choice by the wife. And uh, she's about to, uh, is she upset that she's about to end uh, the, uh, as an oven making the child? That's about the kids about to pop out of the oven there. She no, she wants him out now. Get away from me. Yeah, but she's she's been through this before. So she's a she's a savvy veteran yes. of the uh, the childbirthing process and all that. But uh yeah, my, my go-to is a big giant bucket of popcorn, buttered popcorn that will literally take 30 days off your life and then like some chocolate, some kind of chocolate, whether it's peanut MMs or peanut butter cups. Buttered uh, popcorn is one of those things where you feel like you're dying as it fills in your stomach and you keep going. Yeah, you are dying. Every kernel of popcorn you eat is about an hour of life you will not live. Uh, but you still do it. You still do it. And you just, it's like Han Solo from Star Wars. May the force be with you. May you overcome, overcome <laughs> the things that you're putting in your body uh, and, and all that. Uh <laughs> We, we did not get an email from Alf, the alien opiner, but we did get an email from Mike in Fullerton. We'll, 
We'll close it out on this. Mike in Fullerton says, hello, Ben and Danny G. He says, if you want clean E. coli free food, you should give Carl's Jr. a try. Since the advent of COVID, they have mandated a strict hand-washing policy for all employees. You're welcome for the tip. Well, thank you for that, Mike. I appreciate it. He says, I, I, I don't find the after – I don't know the aftermath yet. Well, I think we do now know the aftermath from that that vessel with the Titanic that did not, oh. have, did not have a happy ending. Oh. Uh, but uh, anyway, he says, uh, will, you, will you two think twice before boarding – the Finding Nemo submarine ride at Disneyland from now on. I never got on that stupid thing to begin with. I'm claustrophobic. That is my one superpower weakness. All right. When I'm flying around Metropolis and I'm saving humans from dying and I'm fighting crime, if a nemesis popped up and he was like, I'm going to put you in a closet and lock you in there and I couldn't get out, I would freak the you know what out. I hate small spaces. I refuse to get on that ride at Disneyland. I don't know how those five guys agreed to go in that little that little thing. And then the way they were sitting, Ben, how do you call that? They, they, it's like. Well, I think uh, it, the photo, I said, like, we used to call it Indian style. Is that what you're talking about? Is yeah. That, and I don't think they say that anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> racist. I don't know. I think not. I not only not only Indian style, but they had to kind of sit side to side to make themselves all squish in there. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. I mean, I read an article about how they were trying to be conservative with certain spending versus science and research, and yeah. so there was a guy kind of defending why they would use a cheap remote control like that. And he said that they did spend a lot of money on other parts of it, but on certain parts of the vessel, they had to cut corners. But man, no, hell no. You're going to put me down that deep and you're going to cut corners on nothing. Yeah, for $250,000 a person. These are some of the richest people in society. And I mean, there was some, there was a, like a teenage kid on there, like 19 year old kid with his dad on that. I mean, geez. Oh, that's sad. Louise, man. Anyway, on that positive note, uh, remember, I will be away from my post at the Watchtower. I'll be sleeping like the security guard at work there. I will be hanging out in the Big Apple. So if you're in the New York area. Yeah. You talked about pizza during this podcast. You're going to get a slice as soon as you land. Unpopular opinion, Danny. I like the pizza in Chicago better than the pizza in New York. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that because there was a time Covino was talking shit about in and out on the air. And I turned on my mic and I said, well, don't get me started on your overrated New York pizza. And oh, it was like I dropped a bomb. It's, <laughs> it's not that the New York pizza is bad. It's just when I went there, I had such high expectations. Exactly. It, it didn't live up to it. So years ago, I went with my brother. We went, there's two famous Brooklyn pizza places, which are supposed to be like the top pizza places in New York, you know, la di da. And so we, we go in there and, uh, I, I think I upset my brother because I said, I'd rather have Costco pizza. It tastes better to me. <laughs> I'm at this famous Brooklyn pizzeria. And I'm like, I kind of like the Kirkland brand pizza more than this. 
All right. Uh, you're back to tomorrow, Danny, yes, with Covino. Yes. And uh, Monday after you pissed off the entire East Coast right now. But <laughs> Monday afternoon, uh, two to four on the west side, and that's five to seven in New York City where you're going to be. That's right. And I will – there's two things. Now, food-wise in New York, I got to go to Katz's Deli, which mm-hmm. is – it's the greatest deli in New York, and they charge you $700 to go there just to look at it, $700. And then I love the street pretzel. Saw like the street pretzel, big, oversized, which is yeah. hard to find. It's hard to find that. A good the street, Also, the street euros are really good and the bagels. Go to any good deli there. Get a bagel and cream cheese. I don't know how they do it. It's the water, supposedly. I know. They claim the water. Blah, 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 the water. I don't know. But every time I had a bagel in New York, I wanted a second one. Yeah, I will definitely be eating many bagels. And I will. my fasting streak will be tested, Danny, this week. Will I be able to continue my streak, pigging my way out through New York? We'll find out on the next edition of the Fifth Hour, which will be back on Friday. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe. And I will be back with Danny G in my position right here on the podcast next week. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800 3334 for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.